brought to you by our friends of the British Council. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy here at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City talking rugby. And we're talking Major League Rugby with Sean Davies, the captain of the Glendale Raptors, and his head coach, Dave Williams, in their backyard. Check it out. Hey, everybody, we are back at Rugby Wrap-Up. Rugby Wrap-Up on the road. And uh, we have Coach Dave Williams and Captain Sean Davies. Gentlemen, how are you? Buddy, thanks for having us. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, if you're not familiar with their, their accents, and we, we, we were not going to have subtitles on it, <laughs> Dave's an Englishman and Sean is from South Africa, so I'll translate when necessary. Um, gentlemen, you've both toiled here in rugby for a long time to get to this point. Professional rugby. You've been through the first setup as well on opposite teams yep. in the championship match of Pro Rugby USA, Ohio Aviators, yep. Denver Stampede. And you were basically, and I'll, I'll say it, you were basically the unofficial head coach of the Denver Stampede. And now you're the head coach of this squad. You're a guy, though, that has actually carved out a career in rugby like nobody else has in the United States. You, you, I've been very fortunate, to be fair. Um, obviously, I came on when uh, there was a bit of turmoil with USA Rugby. Head coach um, left, CEO left as well. Brought on the IRB, and then I got brought on as head strength coach before the French World Cup, and I managed to stay for 10 years, which is a phenomenal experience. And how many head coaches in that? I think I went through nine with the sevens and the fifteens in total. So, uh, so yeah, I'm not sure how I really managed Turn to stay. Turnover was good, so, uh, right? Turnover was good. <laughs> it was good for me, and then uh, obviously they had enough of me, and they, they let me go. And then I just progressed into coaching, and. Uh, Obviously, I'm, I'm really thrilled to, for that to happen. And obviously, the squad we've got here and the lads we've got around here and, and what we have at Glendale is, is you know, a great experience for me. So the rumors that you had pictures of people don't apply to keep your jobs because all the people were gone. Yeah, I was, I was obviously sad to see some people go and not so sad to see other people go, but I learned off every single one of them. Can we name the people thing. that you weren't sad to see? Uh, yeah, you, mate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Touche. Oh, I'll we'll do that one. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you, like, same with Sean. Like, he's been through various head coaches. He's been through yeah. various teams. He's had his up and downs with the Eagles. Um, obviously, we're very fortunate to have him here. But you, you have to keep on learning and progressing. I think, yeah. you know, whichever way you go through the Eagles, whichever, like, kind of progressional you, you take through the age grades to USA Rugby, whether you go professional overseas, come back again, like, you've got to see your path and what you want to get to. Sure. And I've been very lucky to kind of get to where I am now and hopefully I keep in this job for a long time. Um, and then we keep progressing as a squad. And that's the biggest thing. And obviously, we want this, this league to grow. And I think the way it's got set up, the way the local activation, the marketing, which is a bit different from how um, Pro Rugby had it, this is set up for success and we want us to stay around for a long time. What's the difference for you other than the community outreach between the organizations? I just think that the investors involved with every single club, whether it's a single investor or a group investor like we have, they are directly involved in the success of their team. You know, as in like, you know, we've got Terry sitting over there. Like, we're not really worried about what he does, but he's really worried about how he can activate his team and how that grows his local community and the region and how we can grow as, as, a, as a unit moving forward. And we need that. We need expansion teams to come in next year and the following year. And we just need to grow the sport of rugby. And I think the, one of the biggest things is getting on TV. Yeah. I think we can, as soon as you get that exposure on TV, more and more people can see it. You know, we all love the sport. Whoever plays it, whoever watched it, kind of falls in love with it. You know, so the more people can get to access to it, and now we've got the national broadcast, we've got local broadcast with every team that's only going to have more accessibility to players and to, to fans, and now they want to come experience that live. Obviously, the quality of rugby on the pitch is what I'm concerned about, and then you've got the marketing team on, on every single team, they've got to fill the stadium. You know, and, that, and that's their job, my job is on the pitch, and we've got to help the marketing team by putting that product on the pitch. Right. Because nobody wants to watch a poor game of rugby. Right. You know, you see that in various leagues around the, around the, around the world, 
a poor product doesn't put fans in the stadium. And that's across every single sport. So the better product we can put on the pitch, that will draw more fans in. And I think, you know, just expand the number of pro players you have every team, that will just increase the products on the pitch. You know, we're, we're lucky here, we've got a lot of eagles here, you know, but they still have to perform. They have to perform, they have to show up Monday morning. You know, that's what's being a professional, not just a Saturday afternoon. And our guys do that tremendously well. You've basically ran the gamut of positions in USA Rugby, other than head coach of USA Rugby. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was basically the head strength coach for 10 years. I helped out with the age grades. Um, so I did some, obviously, strength conditioning with that. And I was defense coach, attack coach uh, for some of the age grades and all the skills coaches for the 15s team and assistant coach for the sevens. And then I was lucky to be the defense coach uh, for this last November tour with the Eagles. So that's a great experience. I know Dave Hewitt, who's now taken over uh, one of the Mighty 10 Cup teams in, uh, in New Zealand. So it was great to learn off him and off the other coaches as well. That's right. He was the, the Kiwi that came in for that that brief yep. period, right, yeah. when they were still yeah. figuring out who the head coach, or Gary, Gary Gold yeah. was the head coach, yeah. but he wasn't over here yet. Yeah. All right, So and Sean, your path, Brigham Young University. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I originally came out to uh, BYU. When I first came to BYU, I had never seen a Mormon in my entire life. So it was a different experience at first, but I really enjoyed it. Great school, great program. I mean, you have David Smith there. He's been around for seems like forever. So yeah, I really appreciate my time there. And I mean, I'm lucky that I found my feet there. So. How did you choose Brigham Young? Random story, actually. So there was a South African man in uh, Utah who uh, wanted to bring a kid out from South Africa because he just wanted to give a guy a chance to come over here and get an education. And, uh, it sounds a little creepy. Yeah, it is a little creepy, right? but no, yeah. He, uh, but he helped, he's like my American dad now. So he helped me out with financially and everything like that. So, I mean, it was, from South Africa after high school, I was either going to go into the Sharks Academy or go overseas and try something different. So, yep, made the right choice. And you went to Life University. Yeah, so I went. Rugby, rugby <laughs> university, basically, yeah. right? Yeah, so, I mean, Life University is the closest thing to an academy that you see overseas, I would say. You have Scott Lawrence, you have Colton Carriaga out there now. I mean, they're, and they're doing a really good job. A lot of the kids who go there, I mean, you get a little bit of an education, but you concentrate on rugby. You have up to three, four trains a day. So it's, a fan it's fantastic for rugby in America. As the captain, do you try to set, lead by example? Or are, you a, are you a vocal guy? How do you get the guys going? Oh, I think I'm vocal more because I'm a scrum off and just that's what I do more than anything else. But I mean, with Glendale, I'm lucky. You have guys like Zach Finogler, who's been around forever, Will McGee, Ben Landry, John Quill, Bryce Camp. I mean, the, the list just goes on. So. I mean, at times I don't really have to say anything because those guys are saying whatever they need to, whatever needs to be said. So I think on the field, yeah, just try and lead by example. But then also at times we do have all those names are just listed so we can get a bit too much chat. So then it's just at times just making sure we reach a good equilibrium and just, you know, take each game at a time. And what's it like going against some of your mates that you've been playing with, whether it be in Ohio or... Uh, at life or even with the Eagles now? Yeah, I mean, I love it. We played Utah Warriors, and I mean, the fact that I get to play all the boys that I came over to the States with is just awesome. I mean, you, those are the games you enjoy most when you're playing good competition, you're playing plays that you've played with and against for the last five years. So, I mean, we play NOLA, I mean, looking forward to play against a guy like JP Eloff and yeah. all these teams, just, you know, the guys that I know so well and know each little detail about them so you know how to nitpick a little bit and sure yeah so yeah little, really little, uh, little talking in the ear and, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i'll say even when the guys came back from the alc they're all buzzing because yeah. they're all going to play against each other yeah and that's what i want you bet yeah. you want the best players yeah. training together and playing against each other and i think this league does that you know you look at the san diego team you look at houston look at um you know you look at austin look at seattle you've got national team players on every single team right and that just increases the quality 
And I think you, know, you need these you need these seven teams. You can't just compare it to five. You need to spread these teams out because sure. that's just going to expand. Basically, hoping make the Eagles a better team in the long run. Yeah. And that's what we all want. That's what the players want. That's what I want. Yeah. And I'm sure every team wants that. What is it that you? What, what are the key ingredients for you as the coach? What, what are the expectations that you have? Is it is it fitness first? Is it skill level? Is it? Well, commitment? I'm a bit biased, obviously, because my background is S and C. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm also doing all the strength and conditioning. Strength and conditioning is S and C for the folks yeah. at home. And uh, you know, so I, I see the guys every morning for their S and C, that they're lifting and all that. And so I'm lucky in that regard. But I get the whole. I can see them all across the board. I think if you're not fit, you can't play. You know, you can have all the skill in the world, but if you're not fit enough to play the game at the high intensity that we demand then you're not that good of a rugby player. You're going to break down, get injuries, and you're not going to perform on the pitch. So you have to have that level of fitness, and then it's just that intensity which you play at. And I think the longer you can play at a certain intensity, the higher intensity, you will win. You know, obviously then it's the physicality you bring, you know, and the accuracy and the speed, basically. This is what I expect. If you can't perform, then you can go and play for somebody then else. Then you're out. Yeah. Sean, there's kids now watching rugby. You know, there's a youth movement of rugby in the United States, which is a key ingredient of this whole thing. Yeah. Kid are watching out there. Now you're going to be, you're a role model. Yeah. You, you know, what do you tell the kid out there? If you want to be a professional rugby player in the United States, you have to do A, B, and C. What would you say the A and B and C are? I mean, to the kids who aren't playing rugby at the moment, I think the big thing is just picking up a ball and just uh, finding a local club or finding anything and just falling in love with the game. I mean, with Glendale here, we're lucky enough that we have Tuesday and Thursday evenings, we have about up to 100 kids that are about running around and... I mean, as a player, you can feel within each other that this is a league that's going to be around for the next 5, 10, 15 years. So, I mean, if you are 10 years old, this is a future that you can actually look forward to. As opposed to, I mean, myself, I'm getting a little over the hill now. But yeah, the roundabout pathway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm happy that I can be a role model for these kids. And like, when we have guys coming into our team now that are 19 years old, I'm, one of my things I feel I have to take on is just let them know how lucky they are that this is something that they can actually do for the next 10 years. I mean, it's just unreal. And I would give pretty much anything to get back in their shoes, but obviously I can't. So the more I can just inst uh, just let them know, just, just be grateful what you have. And the fact that the more you go out and do outreach, like Davey's been speaking about, the more this league will grow and the more of an opportunity you will actually make a career out of this. So. Dave. You had your fellow assistant coach for Team USA, Nate Osborne, come on my show and predict that his team was going to run the table in the league. Do you want to address that in any way? Hey, Nate and I are good mates. We, uh, you know, we, we chat all the time. So I wish him all the best. And he's done a great job with that brand new team in New Orleans. Um, I wish him all the best. Look, it's great to have the coaches who are really bought into this league. You know, they're not here as a stepping stone to go somewhere else. They, they're bought in. They want to stay here. Yeah. They've been in the U.S. for a long he's time. He's an Australian. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think... We just want to increase. We want to get the, you know, there's a, there's a legitimate chance of these kids coming through now in the next five years. They don't have to go overseas and play rugby. Yeah. You know, they, we want to keep the best U.S. talent in the U.S. And obviously, hey, look, Sammy Minoas, Blaine Scully, Chris Wiles, they're going to go overseas. Good for them. That's awesome. They're going to make some good money over there. But I think once this league grows, this is actually a legitimate chance where you can make a decent salary. Oh, no doubt. Playing a sport you love. Yeah. You know, then that leads on to many other contracts and whatever you want down the road. But then you progress to the national team. You know, that's where you want to play. You want to play at the pinnacle of your sport. Some people do, like Shawnee Dunn, he's, he's been there, and he's going to be there for a long time as well, I hope. You know, but all the young guys coming through, you want to reach that pinnacle if you're a competitive athlete and you want to keep progressing as much as you can. And this league gives you the opportunity. And if you're a rugby player, uh, you know, they're coming on the show, they're coming to New York, they're coming in the studio, they're calling in, whatever. Uh, Gaelic Park for the exhibition match between Rugby United New York and the Boston Mystics, whatever you want to call them. 
was an unbelievable event. It was uh, sold out. We can't tell you what the capacity was or the crowd was because of the capacity reasons. Um, but it was it was phenomenal. And well, I think that just shows there's there's a need for that in the country. Yeah. Like we've got a niche in market in this country, and we've got to expose that. You know, all these other sports, you know, they, they want that niche, they want that crowd as well. And there's no reason why we can't grab that. Plus, you're going to grab overseas players. They're going to come look at a facility like this. Yeah. They're going to see, wow, this is unbelievable. Plus, I got the best skiing on the planet uh, an hour north. <laughs> right? like yeah. that, Maybe not too much during yeah. the season. Yeah. But yeah. No, easy, but <laughs> easy, Matt. Your, your little legs may come <laughs> ski, so, you know. <laughs> well, I, I, on that note, I don't think there's anything more to say. I think we've, 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 uh, we've pretty much covered everything here. Right? There's an avalanche of insults that are going to be hurled after we cut this camera. But uh, uh, final thoughts, guys, uh, on, on rugby, professional rugby in the United States. I think it's really, as Sean said, it's such an exciting time for the players and coaches and managers to be part of this league. I think that what the investors group, what they've come up with this MLR, is, is here to stay. Like everybody's bought in for at least five years, and if we get the viewership, we get the product right on the pitch, and everything else around it, then this is here to stay, and that's what we all want. You know, we all want this to lead to succeed because it leads to many other successes. As the South African transporter, and for me the big thing is. Did you get that? No, the reference, the transporter, the guy. David, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm yeah. Just trying to be professional here. Yeah. 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 Okay. So no. <laughs> no, for me the big thing is. Uh, being a domestic eagle, you get a, get a ball in your hand pretty much all day. I get to work on my skills. I don't have to worry about having a full-time job and trying to play for the Eagles. I mean, that's just massive. You don't have to worry about going to your boss and saying, yeah. hey, actually, I'm going to be gone for the whole of February, the whole of June, and the whole of November. Can you still employ me, please? And keep my health insurance. Yeah, and keep my health insurance. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's awesome. We, we, we get to get better. And in the long run, the Eagles are only going to improve because of this league. And like I said earlier, we all, the players, believe this is here for the future. It's here for the long run. So we're all investing. We're going out, doing whatever we can to promote the league so we get more butts in the seats so it is here for longer. Is facial hair a prerequisite with the Raptors? Or is it? Well, mate, we'll yeah. I mean, you look as good as Sean, yeah. then why not? Yeah. Well, you know, Congrats, yeah, so you have to make this look good. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. No, guys, uh, in all seriousness, uh, congratulations. It's, uh, it's great to be here, witness this, and um, I'm very excited for you guys. Cheers, Manny. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thank you very much. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Coach Dave Williams and Captain Sean Davies, a little-legged Matt McCarthy back here in New York signing off for Rugby Wrap-Up. I'm going to take my little legs and go to the bathroom right now, Dave. <laughs> 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 That's the first time I've ever had that one. <laughs>